Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. I'm the only host here today. No, we're not doing an interview. I know it sounds like it because whenever it's just me, it's usually an interview. But I have the most awesome of awesome guests to replace Matt, Mel and Tammy who are off doing other things. Uh, I have, first of all, the lovely Angela. She assassinated the other hosts. That's not what she's going to tell you. Oh, we know. Scary. Uh, we have the uh, amazing Heath. Woo. Hello, everyone. Hello. And we have the illustrious Nutty. Woo. Hi, everyone. I was trying to think of descriptive words then, and I was failing miserably. <laughs> Thank you Not so everyone much. Everyone can be Stanley. You're both artists, exactly. so you're both <laughs> illustrious. We are. <gasps> High five, Nutty. Yay. High five. Uh, and also, five. also we obviously have Rory the Dragon as an extra guest as well. Yes. Yeah. He's always present. Yeah. Yes. And he's, um, you know, he's here to represent the dragon contingent. Shout out the undying. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they mention Shout out the undying, Rory's like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Really that they're just there to get punched in the heart to grant superpowers. So. Oh. <laughs> Poor Shaolau. All he does, like, you know, every so often, you know, every however many years, just get punched in the heart. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, hey guys, I've missed you. How Ow! Why'd you Why? keep punching me? I've got feelings Hell, too. Man. I'm going to join my cousin, Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say his cousin, Figment, from uh, Epcot. Oh. <laughs> this is why uh, the Kunlun people are also a cult, and you know that they're bad because they hurt animals. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, they go donkey cart racing. That's not good. Yeah, it's poor and donkeys, and then they the and then they eat the donkeys afterwards. <laughs> oh, anyway, so this week we are uh, discussing episode six of the Defenders. Uh, which we'll get to in a minute, actually. I'm just looking at my notes. I have some news first, uh, quite a bit, actually, and some of it we were discussing briefly before we started recording. One is that there are rumblings that the Punisher series might be released on the 13th of October, which is two weeks' time. Ah! Um, And apparently the thought behind this is that they're doing, like, a stealth release because it's the Punisher. Or something, and it ties in with New York Comic Con, so they might, I don't know when New York Comic Con is, but they might literally just go, and here's the first episode of The Punisher, and by the way guys, you can watch the rest tonight, because it comes out tonight, or something like that, which would be interesting, but it makes my job difficult trying (laughs) trying to schedule stuff. (laughs) Um, But we did get the new trailer for The Punisher, I don't know if you guys saw that? Not yet. Ah, Nutty? Um, I feel like I did but i can't actually remember it i just remember i don't know if i saw it or if i just saw a still of karen talking <laughs> no no i did i it, it flashback to his uh the origin right the, his yes that's what it was yeah. and there was yeah. the the storybook happening and yeah yeah it was um he was like having a dream and his wife was there and then he wakes up and or not wakes up but all of a sudden every she dies in front of him again and yeah yeah i i still don't think the punisher should have his own show. Like, yeah. I think he works great yeah. as a secondary character. But I'm in because it can't be worse than the Iron Fist. And, um, <laughs> it, uh, and, and I do enjoy um, 
uh, John Barenthal's He's great in the role, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Deborah Ann Wool's yeah. going to be, it looks like, a pretty active role, so that'll be fun. Too. Which I'm very intrigued by. Um, yeah. Actually, I should ask, how much of the show, the season of Defenders, have you guys seen? Have you seen all of it, or just up to this episode? Yeah. You've all. seen all of it? And you've, have you seen all of it, Nutty? Yeah, you know that. <laughs> oh, cool. I knew. Uh, okay, we'll have to be careful to avoid spoilers. But yeah, I would yeah. just say from the end of this season, I'll be interested to see why, what happens with her role in The Punisher, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but I, I like the trailer. Um, they're still going with great trailer music because they had Metallica's one for this trailer, which is great. Um, very interesting, like song because it's a very like anti-war song. Um, like the video used uh, images from I think Johnny's Got a Gun, the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So they kind of tied it in with with a lot of the the kind of gunfire in the Punisher. I just thought it was an interesting choice, but also that song's just awesome. So I was headbanging to it. It was great. Um, but yeah, so maybe the thirteenth of October. We're not sure yet, but that's the rumblings. Uh, other rumblings, and this isn't definite, but the little rumblings that I've felt through through New York because of the big hole in the ground or whatever, is that the Inhuman series has already been cancelled before it's even wow. aired its first really? season. And it's because, apparently this, this is where it's come from, and this might not be true because you know how they, sometimes marketing doesn't always show what they're going to do. Um, they were uh, kind of marketing it as the, you know, the first two episodes out uh, in IMAX and then see the first season on ABC on the uh, 29th of September. So see the first season. Now they've switched it to marketing it as see the complete season on ABC. So there's yeah. a lot of people that think it's just going to be the one season. They're not going to renew it. They're going to just cut their cut their losses, not even think about a second season. Well, I blame oh. the bad wig. Oh, yeah, the and, wig's bad. And that, yeah, and Thank that costume, like, her her torso looks weird, right? Yeah, it's, it, like, a lot of it looks very cheap. It kind of sucks. Like, Black Bolt's outfit looks very cheap, and I love Black yeah. Bolt. And, oh, Black yeah. Bolt's cool, and Lockjaw is awesome. Yeah, but as well... It doesn't seem like they did Medusa right at all like not even just like the cgi hair but mm-hmm. like her character like all of these people are supposed to be super regal like they're royalty mm-hmm. and they're like running around hawaii well also i mean i i actually had a long talk with our listener rebecca about inhumans because she's been to see it i haven't been to see it because mm-hmm. i yeah. am not gonna pay almost 20 pounds to see the first two episodes of a show no in imax I'm when the imax isn't gonna yeah <laughs> The IMAX isn't going to bring anything to me either because I'm, like, deaf as a post, so the sound's not going to bring anything, actually. You know what I mean? So I can wait. Yeah. But she actually really enjoyed it, and we spoke about a few things um, about it. Um, So it it left me a bit more open-minded to see it, and I am interested to see it, and I'll watch it whenever it's released because we don't even have a release date for it in the UK at the moment, so I don't know what's happening. Um, But I, I don't kind of understand the logic because obviously it was a film at one point and now it's a tv series and from what i understand most of the characters end up depowered you're kind of taking the powers away yeah which i i feel like like inhuman should be like guardians of the galaxy like 
Yeah. Bright. Yeah. Brightly colored, like crazy and yeah, and just go for it. You've got like a teleporting dog, you know. Yeah. You've yeah. got to go it's for like it. Old school psychedelic Kirby stuff. I yeah. Mean, it it doesn't get any more Kirby than than in humans, you know. It's yeah, I I I just feel like it was the wrong choice and I think the wrong showrunner and it's it's kind of a shame because I think a movie would have been great and then you could have tied these characters in with you know the whole cosmic side of things and then you could have led up to like a a crossover event in a movie maybe with like Inhumans and Guardians of the Galaxy and maybe brought in the Fantastic Four and it would have been like you know like leading up to the Avengers getting all those characters together it would have been really cool um what what I really wanted to see from it was sort of like Game of Thrones with superpowers yeah like sort of political intrigue and like you know making it being about these characters who are just not street level at all yeah yeah, it's yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, we might discuss it if the others go and see it. Um, we might discuss it on the podcast. I'm not sure yet, but uh, I'm I'm keeping, you know, keeping my my mind open uh, until it comes out. Uh, in a really exciting bit of news, friend of the show David Sakurai, who plays uh, Scythe in Iron Fist, has been cast in Fantastic Beasts: Where to Find Them Too. And I'm excited because oh, Electric Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo uh, Newt's Commander Boogaloo, <laughs> and I'm excited because I love Harry Potter and Dave Sakurai's a, a gent, and he was awesome when I got to speak to him. So I sent him a very excited message uh, saying congratulations on that because that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Also, hopefully that means he's going to come and film in the UK, and I'll take him for a pint to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, David, that that's going to happen. There you go. Um, so that's the news for this week. Uh, so as I said, this week we are covering Ashes, Ashes, which is, I, I don't get the titles for these episodes. Um, well, yeah. at the end, they all fell down. Oh, true. Uh, but that's still kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I don't... Well, there's, there's, uh, there's Ashes to Ashes, Dust to Dust. Which... And I guess we had some depth. I thought they would have, like, done something more like a play of... The king is dead. Long live the king. You know, because yeah. of like with a uh, with Electra or at like the end. Some yeah. kind of trust and betrayal kind of thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, they're a bit odd. I definitely don't get next week's uh, uh, next episode's title, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Uh, so this episode was written by showrunners Drew Goddard and Mar- Marco Ramirez, and it was directed by another friend of the st- the show, Stephen Sergic who is one of my favourite directors on these shows. Uh, so I was really excited uh, to finally see his episode. I, I could remember it was somewhere in the middle of the season uh, from when we spoke to him. Tammy and I interviewed him a while back, but I couldn't remember exactly which one. So when I saw his name pop up today, I was like, yay! <laughs> uh, and the description of this episode is, Stick offers up a theory. Danny finds himself sidelined. Nutty uh, um, cheered at that. Because uh, I know Nutty loves Iron Fist, and <laughs> Alexandra learns that it's not easy being the leader. And we the start. Leader. Way to put it. The, yeah. yeah, I guess. And yeah. she's she starts off the episode with her listening another scene of her listening to music. And so sadly, the record starts skipping. I know it's really sad, and I love that the color palette is all pale. Her, like pulling out her iPod, and <laughs> <laughs> I, when I watch that. I thought it'd be 
only slightly cooler if it was a cylinder, but those are really short and they don't hold up very well. Oh yeah, true. That would be really I was cool. thinking she's so old she'd listen to cylinders. <laughs> yeah. Well, which was there, like subtlety worthy of Marty Knotson here. She's listening to something very old that's finally wearing out. Yes. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. Yes. I like her. The, the song that she's listening to is Brahms' Tragic Overture. Oh. So it's tragic though. It's all tragic. Like yeah. And the, even the color palette in her room is all faded, and like her outfit is kind of this faded gold, and it's yeah, very. It's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love I love Sigourney Weaver in this role, and oh, yeah. uh, obviously what happens really at the end of the episode. I I was still convinced by this point, watching the show for the first time, that um, not convinced, but I was hoping we would have some kind of crossover with Cabin in the Woods. Because of Drew Goddard <laughs> working on both, and with her being the ruler of the hand, and I wanted a giant hand to come out of the hole. I was like, "That's the substance. It's the giant hand <laughs> in Cabin in the Woods." <laughs> uh, but we've spoken about this on the podcast before. So then we go back to uh, the theatre where Sawanda has just been killed, and all the team are very angry at Stick. And then we find out well, you know. the Iron Fist is a key to what the hand seeks, and a key implies a lock. Okay. So, the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the writing just is bananas in this series. But, so, a key implies a lock. I agree with you, Jessica. I thought it was a metaphor, too. Mm-hmm. Jessica, you're the only sane person in the series. Never stop me. <laughs> the voice um, of reason. When I heard that, I flashed to uh, Supernatural, the French twist, where they're constantly redoing the same scene and it's like, the key yeah. have a lock. And the, the writing was so stilted in this scene that's and all I could see in my head and I'm sitting there giggling and talking like, what's wrong with you? And, okay, but like, when he's thinking, okay, it must have a lock, so there's gotta be a door, and I just conveniently remember now that there's some legends about Iron Fist that he can like seal yeah. things and stuff, which then no one jumps down his throat for. Why didn't you tell us this sooner? I know. Why didn't you tell us this the minute you saw us? Everyone's what jumping down that? Matt's throat in this episode <laughs> all the time. Yep. You went to a building one time. How and dare you? you? Tell us you've been to <laughs> that building. You? You, hell, you looked down a hole and didn't tell us about this hole you looked How at. could you not tell us there's a hole in New York? But then let's just pretend that uh, Stick's argument is logical. Like, let's just suspend our disbelief and pretend that this is okay. all completely logical. I'm pretending. Danny, then, who is the worst? <laughs> Danny decides that he's just not going to hear this and that everyone else is just against him and he needs to just be stalking around the streets. Like that's the only way that he can do anything is running around the streets with his yoga mat or whatever. (laughs) And, and then like, doesn't just sit down and talk with them. Yeah. Why is Danny... Like, why are you not listening to your new BFF, Luke Cage, Danny? Yeah! Where are those low parts in your eyes gone, huh? Huh? 
Yeah. And he's all about balance and chi and stuff, but he's, like, losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then de- decides to take on three super-powered people <laughs> who... And one guy with a sword. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Danny says, I don't need you. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I didn't have any exact quotes. <laughs> Charlie Cox during this scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of, like, half-smile, like, man, everything's turning to crap. I guess we'll keep dealing with this. Like, his expression and everything, I just love. Like, yeah. he's really... It's like, I'm not sure... Oh, huh. It's almost you like... You just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's almost like, if I'm trying to read it in, into a character thing, it's like, now that he's back wearing a costume, beating people up, even though he told himself he didn't want to do that, but he's, like, really enjoying himself despite, you know, yeah. all the crap going on. Oh, yeah, he loves it. I mean, this is what he's all about. He's This is as much a part of him as, you know, as the Matt Murdock persona. He's totally Daredevil. I, I, I love it when, it, like, Danny kind of, threatens him or whatever and he pushes he pushes matt really yeah <laughs> and when that happened i was like oh, we're gonna get a daredevil iron fist fight oh my god and then i was bouncing up and down like a just a, the biggest geek ever but it's it's danny that starts it like matt's actually quite um you know kind of calm and stuff um but obviously that leads to this this fight oh i also wrote my notes for the scene danny gonna cry danny gonna cry <laughs> Basically, he's having a temper tantrum, and everyone else is adults just trying to calm him down. Yeah. Needs to go and sit on the naughty step. Yeah. Yeah, he's having a timeout now, as per Jessica. And yet another scene (laughs) that emphasizes that Jessica and Luke really need to start getting some training. Like, maybe they can enroll in Colleen's class and just start. Yeah. Because they've got all these superpowers, but... You know, Danny and Daredevil are just flipping left and right, and yeah. Well, yeah, um, Luke that, tries it to... wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> be fair if Jessica learned martial <laughs> yeah, arts. Yeah, can also. you imagine? <laughs> because let's look at this, okay? Luke tries to knock Danny out; it doesn't work, but Jessica can, which yeah. means Jessica is stronger than Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe, according to the comics, Jessica is stronger than Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Luke is more invulnerable than her. Yeah. 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 He's invulnerable and he's strong, but. She's so I think if we it, it's one of those things she can already fly so I mean how many powers are you going to give her yeah all of them if the writers just, ever decide to let her get them. around to that she <laughs> flies it's she yeah she flies she flies we just haven't seen it yet I love in this in this fight I love Luke trying to stop Danny and he just kind of tries to catch him like a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bear hug, and Danny's just like, <laughs> out the way, and like Luke falls over. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it. It's great. But Matt's, my, Matt's mighty foot grab, though. This fight, though, between these yeah. between these two characters, like, why didn't we have this fighting in Iron Fist? It's so good. I loved it. And I don't know what you the thought. The choreographers were working have... on this show. Yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, it's so good. And even, like, like even... The, the stunt double for um, the fight the fight double for Iron it just seems so much better you know and it's it just feels like these two guys on top of their game and I love that it really highlights the difference in their fighting styles you've got like Matt being yeah. much more of a brawler I oh I loved it it was great absolutely yeah there's definitely a sense that uh, Matt has been 
like trained in a lot of different styles, but then has a lot of different, uh, a lot more experience, mm-hmm. like on the streets, mm-hmm. because he's been fighting for a long time. Whereas, like Iron Fist is a bit more of a like Polish. trained, yeah, polished specialist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that was communicated really well. Also, foot grab. <laughs> oh, foot grab. Also, so feel good. they missed an opportunity here for a musical number. <laughs> now, how do you, how do you solve a problem like Daddy? <laughs> I have to say, I've got no. a theory. Iron Fist is the key. It could be the key. Yeah, there's there's a whole Buffy reference there. So it was at this point that I looked at Tech and I said, Dick's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. Because I'm like, if he's the key, what's the best way to deal with this? You just get rid of him. Yeah. He's even holding his sword like that and like assessing the situation now because he realizes that everyone else is going to try to protect Iron Fist if he goes for it now. Mm-hmm. So he has to wait for his opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Stick would be what unlawful good or chaotic good? Like what do you how do you what's his D&D alignment? Oh, I I thought he would be more neutral. Like yeah, his, like, loyalties, like, come and go like anything. He's like, but I'm going to save Electra. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> but he's consistently working to one overall goal, yeah. which is to defeat the Hand. True. It's just that he's amoral in his methods of doing so. I don't know. Another detail yeah. I loved in this scene was when Danny punches Luke. So it's like the Iron Fist meeting, mm-hmm. you know, the Unbreakable Man. And I love that, like, it it sends, like, uh, Matt's hearing crazy. Like, he gets, like, yeah. major tinnitus. I thought that was great. It was just a really good little detail. It was like someone rang a church bell. Like, right next to him. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, obviously, Jessica punches him out. Yeah. I, I just wanted to see all of them hanging off Danny's leg, and he's pulling them along. They're trying to stop it. <laughs> no, Danny! Stop it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, he's such a child he his instant reaction is defense and anger yeah like if he sat and thought about it he'd be like oh yeah if i ran directly into the hand i'm giving them exactly what they want yeah i feel like he hasn't emotionally matured since he was 15 he hasn't uh this is my biggest criticism yeah this is my biggest criticism during iron fist is that he is stuck in a state of arrested development he is emotionally a child and that's why it's really creepy and gross that he and Colleen Wing are together because yeah. ew because she's like mommy to him yeah yeah. yeah she's she's an adult and she's emotionally an adult and mm-hmm. he's not I mean he still wears sneakers with his suits <laughs> and it's not I cool like when the doctor does it so do I what are you trying to say but that I own a multi-million dollar and, company <laughs> and, and, and Angela you're a doctor yes. It's different. Uh, yeah. And the doctor does it, it's okay. It's cool. I, I'm, I'm none of these things, and now I feel very sad. <laughs> Claire, you got to get it together. Is it also bad I wear my Hufflepuff fleece when I'm at work? Yes. No, not it at really all. It really is. Like, any other house would be fine. <laughs> hey, hey. Dare you be smirched? Every hey, every day I'm huffling. All right, every day I'm huffling. Puff pride. <laughs> By the way, Claire. Yeah. Puff high five across the pond. Hell yeah! <laughs> there we go. We're both Ravenclaws. Oh, that's not shocking. Taking us forever to get into the common room. We'll just be standing out there. 
<laughs> Whereas the Hufflepuff common room is you just like knock or something, you're just like derpy derp, and they're like, yeah, come in. <laughs> they live the house elves by the kitchen, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, Hufflepuffs by the kitchen. Yeah, they're the best. They're the hobbits of Hogwarts. I love it. <laughs> it's living they in the have life. Two Ds. <laughs> but would Danny be a Hufflepuff? Danny's totally a Hufflepuff. Yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. did you hear me? I was like, for him, uh, it would be I good for know. him to be in Hufflepuff because we would take care of him yeah. instead of letting him run around like a wild dog. Like we take care of him and help him grow up. See, I think Danny is a Gryffindor, but like the stupid, reckless kind of Gryffindor. Uh, yeah, he could be a reckless there. Gryffindor. Yeah. 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 But he's he's definitely in a state of arrested development, and also he's a never nude. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm going to be very careful with spoilers now, but I think I, from watching the Defenders, I understand a bit more why they decided to go this route with Danny, of the kind of arrested development. Uh, not so much about the whole PTSD stuff, but um, it because it means that he is he he's different to the rest of the defenders. Um, mm. He is like the little baby of the group. He's the puppy of the group, and I hope that developments in the series later in the defenders are what leads to some kind of growth with him and emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Without like, going into I details, like Danny Rand much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Or he magically transfers his iron fist over to Colleen Wing and he disappears. And (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people were saying, a lot of people were like, why isn't Colleen the defender? (laughs) Oh, I'd love that. It'd be great. Uh, so then we get our credits and because of Matt and Mel now I cannot see Danny in the credits without thinking he has a big handlebar mustache. Thank you, Matt and Mel. Luke carries Danny to the secure room. Um, Jessica wishes Luke could have called, and I'm like, oh, get together, you crazy kids. Which really pisses me off later when he just refers to them having a moment. I was like, are you kidding me? You mean that moment of true love? <laughs> no, I think I think he used moment in the same way that people use minute now. Mm. It's yeah. like, it's going to be a minute, and they don't mean minute, they mean a while. Yeah. I think that's what he means by moment. Yeah. It, it was more than a moment. Yeah, they. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there is so much chemistry between Luke and Jessica, even yep. in this kind of a scene where there's yeah. like nothing happening. Yeah. yeah. OTP. OTP. Exactly. OTP forever. <laughs> I just think they're not in good places right now to be together. I no. think they have to both mature. They've got stuff to handle. Yeah. They both have to have their season twos, and then they can yeah. mature <laughs> enough. One of the details I, I like about this room that they lock Danny up in, and I actually uh, only noticed it this time, and I tweeted to Lauren Weeks, who's the production designer, is the graffiti, if you guys notice, yeah. is all the colours of the Defenders. That's quite cute. Aw. Uh, and one of the graffiti things said something, too. I remember looking at it but i can't remember what well, it said. i asked lauren because i said you know he, he he replied and said oh yeah one no i'm glad like the you word squirrel it did i thought one looked like the word sigourney i was like does it say sigourney like sigourney weaver <laughs> um apparently there is no relevance to the words though he said uh, yeah um, is there relevance to the apple core <laughs> yeah okay i i, yeah, I the I apples just stuck so in the wall Okay. Well, everybody noticed this. Okay, good. Yes, there's an apple core and it's stuck in the wall. <laughs> I I asked looking. I asked him this on um, on Twitter as well, and um, 
And some other people, uh, Rhiannon and Shelby, uh, who have been past guests, have both mentioned that they've spent a lot of time wondering about that apple core. And, uh, <laughs> and then Chris says, it's true, I've lost sleep over it. Um, but Lauren, Lauren liked all our replies, but he hasn't answered. So I'm like, oh. hmm, what is this mysterious apple core? It's a mystery apple. Yeah, mm. that's okay. Also, why did they put him in front of the giant window when they're trying to hide him? Why not put him in the inner room where, like, Stick is smoking his weed? Then, like, why not? It doesn't look there? cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, even, aside from somebody's gonna break in that window and get him or something, which okay, it, it turned out the other way, but still, like, if he gets mad enough, then. He breaks the chair, kicks backwards, and flies out the window. You know he would do it. <laughs> yes, like, he's, he's, he's crazy. Cra- yeah. So. That's when his other dragon powers come in and he grows wings <laughs> and flies away. <laughs> probably take a decent fall. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe if he fell fist first and sort of like, <laughs> and sort of like you know, hit the ground with the fist and it blew him up a bit and that would sort of break his fall and he would just bounce around with his like, fist. Like, Black Panther's vibranium lined shoes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bounce around New York. Oh, that'd be amazing. Like a gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He just let us ride Iron Fist and we would make him so much better. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So this is where Matt mentions about he was at Midland Circle last year. Yeah. And he sends nothing at the bottom. And they all are like, whoa. (laughs) Like Jessica holds out. Yeah. And Matt, I like Matt, buddy, I love you, but you shouldn't throw Jessica's past back at her because, uh, as yeah, she says, it's none of your goddamn business, Matt. Yeah, yep. that wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, I'm that not having really it. Cool. Yeah. But also, he's a lawyer. Shouldn't he, like, sort of know about the news headlines of what was going on with her? Like, she was on the news and stuff. Oh, I think oh, he, he knows. knows about that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just he was trying to use it to persuade her, and it's like, nope, nope, dude. There's some things you don't bring up. Yeah, because yeah, he brought up Kilgrave in um in okay. the, the I forgot about that fourth yeah, yeah. episode, I think. Third, no, third, I think. You know where he sort of said when he was like, "Hey, will you be my new super buddy?" type thing, and he mentioned about about Kilgrave yeah. then. Yeah, I thought like he was being oblivious, but he was just being a jerk. But I didn't like everyone attacking him because yeah. I, I don't know. Like, he's been honest about about Electra now, he, which he has been honest. Yeah. He said, and he even admits here freely that he was with Electra. He didn't have to. But he's like, yeah, I and, was there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was with Electra. But it's they're more angry about that he was at the building, which I don't understand. But they're, they're like, falling into that writer's trope of the you're keeping secrets and I'm angry when there's no justification for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to defend this just slightly. Um, because they're having a hard time finding a reason to trust him. Mm -hmm. He's less forthcoming and less willing to work as a team. Mm -hmm. And they're, and he's the only one that wears a costume. Um, (laughs) so they're having a hard time finding a reason to trust him. So every time they hear something more, they're like, wait, why are we going to go in when you're to fight your girlfriend? Cause you're not going to want to kill her. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's not the fact that he was at a building with her. It's that she is ever present on his mind and they're not sure if they can trust him to, to be there for them when he needs to be. Which 
which then he sort of justifies by later on by realizing that Electra was probably in his apartment and then not telling Jessica. Exactly. <laughs> but at that point, I don't think he knows what that means. I think he's suspecting that Electra is in there. She's not just the black sky. But I don't think he knows what well, that means that she was in the, the apartment. Detective buddy. Yeah. And said, you know. But again, I'll defend Nat here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep taking the other side. Uh, he had his throat jumped down the last time you mentioned Electra. And also, yeah. this is before. This is when they're leaving to go to the house. This is before they kind of develop some trust in that, when, when like, in that scene that made me cry. Yes, it did. Yeah. Where Jessica brings up his dad, because any mention of Daredevil's dad, I'm going to cry. Um, but, it, it, you know, and I think that's when they really develop to trust with each other, because I, I just feel like that, yeah, that's when they sort of developed a bit mutual respect for each other. And this is before yeah. that. So I, I kind of get why he didn't mention it. I think also he might be like, oh, my God, you know, like Electra's read the fact that read basically the eulogy for her for her funeral. Yeah. What is she going through? You know, because he cares about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So on that with Electra in the apartment, Angela mentioned while we were watching it and I had picked up on it a bit myself. But the dream sequence and the waking up and everything little bit Buffy-esque. <laughs> yeah, it really reminded me, and I meant to check to see if Drew Goddard had any hands. He didn't. In that, okay. It really reminded me of first episode of season three, Anne. Oh, yeah. She has the dream on the beach with Angel, and then, like, wakes up in her crappy L.A. apartments. Yeah. Uh, even the framing and the sirens in the background when she wakes up just felt a lot like that. I love that little scene with them. I think it's, I think these two have good chemistry, Elodie and and Charlie. Um, also, Elodie, she's so pretty. Oh my word, mm-hmm. she's I have so a beautiful. That I just want a full episode of any of these shows, but just her pronouncing Matthew over and over. I know. <laughs> Matthew? Matthew. 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 His name is Matthew. Matthew. Let's all say it. Stabbing various people. We don't want anything. Let's just have her keep saying it. Let's just have Matthew. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, so she, this is when she wakes up and, um, you know, she likes it there. She wants to stay there. But finding your eulogy in a Braille bible that that's gotta suck <laughs> that's yeah. like awful and I, another detail i like is there's a like a dead pressed rose in the uh yeah in the bible which is the roses that matt took to her her gravesite mm-hmm. in um daredevil season two mm-hmm. nice bit of continuity um but yeah that's gotta suck so straight after this stick is in the theater <laughs> with luke and he's getting a present for the hand yes <laughs> I have a note here that it's good that Matt has super hearing because sometimes Stick mumbles his lines. Yeah. In this yeah. scene, I found it really hard to understand. I mean, the, his he has like really cool gravelly voice. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, and then we're gonna from the hand of Matty. Yeah, I. Luke is such a goody two shoes. Like he's like, well, this is a homicide. We've got to tell the police. Uh, no, no, Luke, stop being a goody two. It's this was one of the episodes that I really wish they had kept in like Luke's criminal background from the comics, 
because I do wish he wasn't such a goody two shoes. And I think yeah. it would have been better if when I like the moment where he and Stick are like bonding over both having spent time in jail. But I think it would have been more powerful if they're both bonding over having this kind of misspent youth, you know, and doing bad things yeah. and coming out of jail and finding a purpose. Because the only purpose Luke really found coming out of jail was to, you know, I guess to be with Reva. But it's not about changing as a person because he was already a good person before he went in because he was like a cop. And I just, I, I wish they'd kept that in as his character, part of his character, that he was like a, you know, a street hoodlum before he went into jail. I, I see where that would have some value. On the other hand, his take now is... I'm a black man that's been in jail within 50 miles of a crime. Holy crap, they're sending me back to jail again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Because that's a reality that a lot of people deal with. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, true. Whether he did anything or not, he's guilty of, you know, being black in America. And sometimes that's enough. Yep, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I like that we get some moments between Luke and Stick because there hasn't really been many we haven't really had any between Jessica and Stick I I feel like they're having this bonding between Luke and Stick as well because then when um, Stick is is killed at the end of the episode it makes an impact a little bit on Luke as well I mean obviously not just as as much on Matt um, a little bit on Danny but I mean Stick and Jessica haven't really talked Um, you know so they could all be upset uh, Though, you know, as Stick is talking about, like, I'm not sure if he's talking about it in this scene or the later scene when he mentions, you know, don't let your guard down, mm-hmm. then, like, <laughs> Stick is totally making everyone let their guard down around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, don't let you your guard no down around... And then he's mumbling, he's doing his mumbling, he's like, don't let yeah. your guard down around me. What did you say? Nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in the next scene, Jessica is having a little look around Matt's apartment. I love that we've got the cracks in the wall and stuff, obviously from the earthquake. It's really cool. Uh, and we've got these filing boxes containing gloves and a boxing trophy in the middle of the room. Yeah. And Matt jokes about beating people up that are late on their rent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got the return of, uh, the inconvenient, uh, neon billboard yeah yeah and i love the difference in the reactions like between karen and jessica where jessica's just like huh okay and karen's like "Ooh, oh what does it (laughs) do you miss the sky and so i don't know what i can't remember what she said yeah you know (laughs) jessica's just like huh okay jessica's reaction yeah. Jessica's reaction is more New Yorker than anything else. And <laughs> more than, like, you don't walk into somebody's home and be like, oh, that's so weird. And oh, it's this. And you don't miss the sky. Okay, first off, don't tell, ask a blind person if they miss the sky. You yeah, that's the truth. I can't remember if she asked him that. I think maybe he said he missed the sky. I can't that remember. sounds about right, though. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, there, there's so many stupid things that she people will him. say to somebody it with was, a disability. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, because he said, I'm supposed to say no, but oh, I, I yeah. do have angry. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, whereas she's, Jessica's she's just, just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jessica's just like, ah, you should see my apartment. I mean, how many times have you invited somebody into your house when you weren't expecting them, but you just had to run in for something or they needed the bathroom and you're like, Oh, 
excuse the mess, you know? I did that today. It's totally not what it's normally like. Yeah, it's totally what it's normally like. And and the same thing, anytime I go into somebody's house and I always hear, excuse the mess, even if it's pristine. Like, that's just what people say for some reason. Stop excusing the mess. Nobody cares. We all live like hobos. It's okay. (laughs) Um, So every time it's like, oh, no, it's fine. You should see my place. I mean, and so this was just so perfect and realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Her, her big question, how do you afford this? Because that's always a question for mm-hmm. someone with a nice apartment in New York. Yeah, especially in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, they both work from home. So, you know, they both work from their own apartments. And his apartment, yeah, it's a mess. It's in better shape than her apartment. Oh, yeah. Well, her apartment yeah. just keeps getting destroyed. Yeah. Yep. It's still got a great big, uh, you know, nuke-sized hole in the wall from when she threw him <laughs> through the wall. And Jones. let's not forget, um, there's like blood splattered everywhere now. <laughs> thanks to the architect. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so then we get to. So then it's uh, the meeting of the hand. Yes, the fingers are yeah. pointing fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that we find out that in at some point they've all tried to assassinate each other. Yeah. Okay, why? Because they're bored. <laughs> I'd be so bored if I was immortal. Okay. And they also know that each other can be brought back at any point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just fun. Yeah. Hijinks. It's just like in Groundhog Day, you know, when he started getting bored, so he was just like, I'm just going to kill myself in all these wacky ways. And I actually, like, we were talking about this earlier, I really love the Japanese guy that I can't remember. Murakami. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy's great-great-great-grandfather. I like his actor. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is really cool and really expressive. I just wish he'd had a chance to be a character, like, yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. This is why like, I, I wish that this... Nobu. Yeah. 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 I, I wish that this had been Nobu, not because I don't like this <laughs> actor. I really like this actor, but I wish it had been the same character for well, consistency. it would have made more sense if it had been Nobu. Yeah. 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 I love that they did. They did the thing that they do when they replace villains in a lot of movies. It's like, oh, this guy, he's he taught Nobu. He's even tougher than Nobu was. Yeah. Even without any evidence. See that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's oh, he's uh, gutting a bear on his table. I mean, well, this is true. Yeah. It's pretty bear. badass. A moon bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love this scene where they're all basically like, yeah, we've all tried to kill each other. Um, Alexandra totally lies to them and she says, oh yeah, Electra's totally safe and sound. I'm keeping her somewhere where she has no idea where Electra is at this point. Yeah. Um, And also like she keeps saying, you don't understand the black sky is so special and so important. How? Like she's a better than average martial artist. Yeah. She's a, 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 yeah, she's a weapon, but it's, I, She's she's her pseudo daughter, you know. She's her stand-in for the daughter that she lost. I think. I, I yeah, yeah, I guess filling that, that hole. Yeah. yeah, on a character level, but like. But what's the logic of their plan? Yeah, like why why does she think that the black sky is going to be their ultimate best? Well, weapon? they say like, that it's the black sky is her she... prophecy and her belief. Okay. So no, I don't think any of the rest of them ever believed the black sky would be that useful. But she's. I don't, I don't know. know. Especially I, since their whole thing is like, oh gosh, I'm forgetting. Do we know why they're trying to open up any doors? We uh, don't quite there's know a substance. 
There's something to do with the yeah. substance, okay. but we don't yeah, know what I, it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't want to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get to the next two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it just seems like it's not really necessary to have a better than average ninja because you've got so many ninjas already. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a lot of ninjas. <laughs> Especially <laughs> how many ninjas do you need? Yeah. Like the hand essentially killed her at the end of Daredevil season two. So why why not just recruit her and brainwash her? Mm-hmm. Why kill her and bring her back? I I don't know. I think there was no way of recruiting her then because of love. Oh, yeah. Because of the yellow love. crayon. Oh. It's all to do with the yellow crayon. Yeah. And then we get Power Man and Iron Fist. Oh, man. So, okay. So, yeah. Uh, oh, no, we have another scene first. We have um, oh, we Matt and Jessica arriving at the architect's house. Oh, that happened yes. then? Yes. Oh. The actual detecting happened. I love it. Sherlock. Do some of this, please. I know you're a big yeah. Sherlock Holmes fan, Angela. Don't you I, think I, Sherlock I, should do some more Jessica Jonin? Jonesing? Yeah, like investigating stuff. Sherlock doesn't investigate. He just goes, pa, my magic brain. Pa, pa, pa. Well, the real Sherlock yeah. does. Well, yeah. Although maybe yeah, actual Sherlock could have written down the address. Yeah. yeah. She, I don't know. She was 92% sure. Yeah. That, that's, that's still a lot. Sure. Yeah, 92% sure. Are you a Sherlock for, professional? Like, hmm? Aren't you a Sherlock professional at this point? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 She has her yeah. dissertation on Arthur Conan Doyle yeah. and such. Nice. That's <laughs> so cool. Wanted her to go down the street and like um, knock on doors and like go through four or five. Yeah. Or solve a murder. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I Bye. Think, Bye. I think she knew exactly which house it was, but the I'm 92% sure thing was Jessica's I don't care stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. always saying she doesn't care, and yet she does. Yeah, she totally does. I think that's where I think her and Matt work so well together. Because yes. Matt wants to like be all dour and grim about things and deflect that way. And she wants to be all I don't care about anything and deflect that way. So like between her pretending nothing is a problem and him Catholic guilting himself to death, like I think they balance each other out in a weird way. Yeah. I love their scenes together. I I mean yeah. in this in yeah. this um in this episode we get scenes between Danny and Luke. So obviously Iron Fist and um Power Man, which is amazing. And then we get um Matt and Jessica and um apart from Luke Cage, uh he's the you know, the character that she's interact with interacted with most in the comics. Obviously not Luke because in the comics she and Luke are married. Um, with a little baby. With a little baby named after Danny. Oh, it's so cute. I can't. I honestly, guys, I cannot handle the cuteness of the fact that Luke and Danny name their kids after each other. It oh, fills fills my heart with eye my my eyes with hearts. No, that's what I meant to say. Every time, it's just the cutest thing ever. Um, fills your hearts with eyes. My hearts with eyes. My heart's <laughs> full of eyes. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. I, I really like these two together. I think they've got, again, I think Charlie and Kristen have got really good chemistry um, yeah. to each other. So Lexi answers, obviously, and lets them in. And then the next scene is where Alexandra's taking her meds and looks in the mirror and uh, Gao enters the room. And this is a really interestingly shot scene, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just from the angle. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Like, 
I've really enjoyed Madame Gao, and I feel like this series, she's become sort of a lackey yeah. for Alexandra. Yeah. Like, and we never see why. And we never see why. What has Alexandra got going for her? Yeah. Like, it was, I, I saw it on um, some, I think on Twitter maybe today, someone was saying they've, they've, they find Gao so much more creepy and evil than Alexandra. And I was like, yeah, yeah I can't disagree. And like Daredevil, mm-hmm. like blinding her, her followers with Kingpin. Yeah. Like we, so we see that Kingpin is a threat. Mm-hmm. Like they have a scene early on that establishes a, him as a threat when he kills the guy with the car door. And like, so we know why we should fear him. Mm-hmm. Why should we fear Alexandra other than Sigourney Weaver is kick-ass? <laughs> yeah. So it's two things. One, Sigourney Weaver is totally kick-ass, and she carries it very well. But the the reason we should fear her is because Madame Gao does. And yeah. that's yeah, what but... Madame Gao's role in this series is to show that, you know, she's still she's still badass. I mean, we saw her actually get involved in fighting in yeah. the series, which we'd never seen anywhere yeah. else before, mm-hmm. which tells us that the stakes have gone high enough that Gao is getting involved. And the fact that she needs to tiptoe around Alexandra shows us that Alexandra is powerful. It's it's a shortcut. Yeah. I, just, I didn't I mind it. I just feel like we got a lot of buildup for Aunt Alexandra with absolutely zero payoff. Well, I think it's because of the the twist at the end of this episode, you know, with her being taken out. Yeah. Which did actually really surprise me. Yeah, Yeah, I I think they're expecting a really big payoff, and then they subvert our expectations with this episode. Yeah. Mm. Which works and doesn't. I wish Alexandra was more of a a big bad. I mean, she is – I like her vulnerability. I like – she's a very vulnerable person when we meet her. But we don't. I don't. I don't think ever get to see how evil she is. That she's like the leader of the hand. How she set it up. Um, yeah. I just. I wanted. If they wanted to be a bit coy about it and and do things through implication, I understand that. But I still wanted just a little something like mm-hmm. some one of her accomplishments mentioned or something like something that helped us. I, I don't know. I, I feel like they were just a little too coy for me. Or, like, one scene where, like, maybe one of the hand figures is, you know, begging her for help and she just drives away. Or something like that. Like, something to show that she's threatening and cold. We get lots of scenes of her doing stereotypical white rich woman things. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to listen to this orchestra all by myself. Yeah. Or... I'm going to eat this meal alone. Oh, you came by yourself? You shouldn't have done that. Okay, here we go. This this would fix it. Okay. A few okay. episodes back when Danny puts on his suit and thinks that that's going to solve all the problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and threatens them and stuff. This is a nice suit. Let's, if, if during that scene, when Alexandra was making her threatening villainy speech, he had glowed up his fist and threw a punch and she just caught it. Yeah, that would have yeah. been great. Yeah. 
You and mean then, like like the sort of Thor Ragnarok trailer thing with yes, yeah, yeah, Mjolnir? Exactly yeah, that. yeah, and and then all the crap could go down before they actually fight. But just the look in his face could, and that could be enough to like, okay, what has she got going on? Yeah, that, that would, would be great. I would have been fine then. I would have been yeah. fine with with being coy about the rest of it, but. Yeah. But there, there needs to be some sort of scene that... Because they've done that with every other villain. They did that in Luke Cage. I assume they did that in Iron Fist, but I didn't watch it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I watched the summary. What do you mean? What They did what with it, sorry? Estab- establish the villain's villainy credentials, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. not only that they're bad, but they're also... Competent. Competent, and, like, they did that with both villains in Luke Cage. Um yeah. Very early on, like mm-hmm. we absolutely knew that these people were not to be trifled with, and Alexandra is listening to music and taking pills. Yeah, well, you could <laughs> even have it where to Electra. But... Yeah, if you had it where like he did the Iron Fist and she caught it, you could then have that. You know, she's taking the tablets because that's like completely drained her of her. You know, because she yeah, is sick and yeah. stuff and. You know, or, so that hasn't or she helped. just waves her hand and says, I deflect thy power. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like this scene. I like I like them as, like, you know, sisters type thing. You know, she's like, oh, they've always been the, the two that are a bit closer. Um, yeah, and uh, I love the moment where Alexandra talks about Gail previously leading a rebellion against her, and Gail's reaction is kind of like, oh, shucks. <laughs> My bad. Before. I was there. You oh, let it. So good. That's just the past. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. It has been accounted for. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so Danny wakes up tied to the chair. Luke is reading the New York <laughs> Bulletin. The, t- the art- article is Tremor Rocks New York City. And then Danny goes, where, where, you worked against me, where, where, where. And I'm going, where, why is that apple core there in the crack in the wall? (laughs) (laughs) Danny gets so excited that he can tell his backstory and looks like, I don't want to hear you. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It was Uh, so good. Have have you guys seen the uh, text with superheroes? Uh, Yeah. That one with the meeting of the defenders where that character Danny keeps wanting to talk about how he punched a I have not in the seen heart. this. Okay. We're going to send it to you. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like they're all together and like then Lucas like, I like this guy. He's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that Danny's just like he gets so upset when Luke's kind of laughing at <laughs> the idea of him <laughs> fighting a dragon. He just looks so sad. And Luke's like, okay, go on, little child. Tell me what you what you want to tell me, your little story. Go on, then. about punching a dragon in the heart. Oh, it's so... I, I also have a note here that says, just because it needs to be said every now and again, dang, Mike Coulter is a good-looking man. Oh, he's yes, so beautiful. Yes, yes. He's uh, so beautiful. I, I also really like where he's like, you know I was kidding, right? And then Danny looks all hurt, and there's a moment of quiet, and then he goes, all right. Tell me about this dragon. Yeah. <laughs> he just he 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 came into him and there is the sparks of best budship happening. Oh so I best. can feel it. Well the sparks were there from 
from Danny when I mean going back to that restaurant scene where Danny oh, yeah. is just sitting there and his his heart grows three sizes in his chest looking at Luke. He's like, oh, I love this guy, he's so amazing. Um, Let's be super friends. Do you want some pork? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's yeah, I I I want them to be super friends. I want a Heroes for Hire show. I think it would be great. I don't think we're going to get it for a while because we're going to have season two of their shows first, which makes sense. They've got some unresolved yeah. stuff. Not so much, I don't think, in Luke Cage, but in Iron Fist, definitely. Uh, there's unresolved stuff they kind of have to deal with. Although... Mariah's still hanging around. Oh, yeah, Mariah's still... Oh, Mar- and Shades. Oh, Shades. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Oh, yeah. Shades. I love how, like, they're having people talking. It's like... Mariah, she's still around. Yeah. She's going to be doing things. She's not doing anything right now, but just but you wait, totally though. She's totally going to be doing Oh, things. my. Yeah. Yeah, it's like with the, the mention of Ward that I, you know, I mentioned in an earlier episode. They really tease us with the possible appearance of Ward from Iron Fist, like my favorite character in Iron Fist. And they're like, Danny goes to the building and he's like, oh, I'm going to go and see Ward. And he walks and he's like, where's Ward? And I'm like, yeah, where's Ward? And they're like, oh, he's on a business trip. And I was like, Damn you. Damn you. Don't tease me with Ward and then take it away. Comes in and says, where's Ward? And then Grant Ward shows up. Oh, no. That's the worst. <laughs> uh, what so, are you doing here, Bert Ward? Hello, <laughs> 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 citizen. Stick Holy is, real estate disaster. Holy real estate iron fist. Uh, Stick's totally getting high in the next room, right? He's yeah, drinking yeah. a tiny oh, yeah. bottle and meditating. <laughs> Centering his anima. <laughs> yeah, now, anima. What is anima, Nutty? Do you know what anima is? I don't know what I it don't is. Know. Hang on. I don't know what it I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I no, don't that, know that's it. That's where they take this tube and then they put it... <laughs> no, that's anima. No, that's anima. That's anima. <laughs> anima, that, I mean, that's like animating spirit, right? That's like that yeah. which inhabits flesh to make it alive. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it is. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, no, is that anima, animus? I think that's animus. It's animagus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So stick is turning into a ferret. And yeah. Aww. Oh, all these white guys trying to use Asian culture. Just... <laughs> uh, so Matt oh, with I... Lexi and Jessica, and we. Yeah. Scene where he Jessica... plays the scene. Wait, wait, wait. No, first of all, we get the foreshadowing of the piano in the foreground. The foreground shadowing. Yes. No, we have to wait for him to play his theme song. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, Jessica awkwardly shoehorns in Matt's dad, which a little long. I I cried. I cried because I got tears in my eyes because John Patrick Hayden killed me in that role. Like... He was only in it for two episodes, but oh, he was so he was good. Darn good, yeah. Yeah, and I told him he like made me cry in the first two minutes of the Daredevil show, um, you know. So I'm a bit like, ah, whatever I think about it, because you know, I'm a I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, we... I was just like though they're they're in the middle of this investigation and trying to get information and figure stuff out, and then so she like mentions like his whole emotional backlog. Uh, that he can't react to mm-hmm. in front of this girl. I don't know. It just seems like she's that. That's maybe a little manipulative. Yeah. Like, if you want, if you want to talk about it, talk about it. But maybe not in the middle of you know. I don't entirely agree with Jessica. What Jessica does, 
I, oh, and what if he had done the same to her? Oh, she, yeah, she would have punched him out. this girl one time that, oh, well, she got involved with this guy, and, well, he, he just ended up doing things that she really didn't agree with, and, well, finally she broke her. free of this guy. <laughs> he was re- this really sex- sexy purple guy. He looked a bit like a ferret, but some people, like Claire, find him really sexy. Just saying. We got yeah. into a fight with a friend of ours about who was the most attractive doctor. He he likes Matt Smith. We were we were both on Team David Tennant. Yeah. I, I can't I, deal I with Matt Smith's reappearing, disappearing what? eyebrows. I can't deal with it. <laughs> One series they're there, and then the next like series they're gone. And I'm like, do you have eyebrows or don't you, Matt Smith? Why do they keep going? And I, I don't you understand. Matt Smith makes a great pen, Prince Philip. Oh, he does. He's amazing as Prince He's Philip. Amazing. Yeah. I. Dr. Schmachter, no, he's Prince Philip. <laughs> He'll always be Prince Philip. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get the little scene as well of Electra and uh, Alexandra in the cemetery, which appears to be a Jewish cemetery, which is interesting. Um, and this is when Electra finds out she's dying, and they talk about the substance and all this. Conversations in graveyards. Buffy again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, you know, it's one of the Defenders series if there's conversations in graveyards, just as if there's conversations in warehouses or in shipping containers or in offices (laughs) or in hallways. There's fighting in hallways. That's Defenders. And I do think it's interesting because this is where we see, like, she thinks, uh, Alexandra thinks that she still has control over, um, over Electra. Yeah. But, like, they seem to be having entirely different conversations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because Electra's just like, oh, if, you know, we're both going to die if we don't get this substance. She's thinking of herself. She doesn't want to die again. She doesn't really care if Alexandra does or not. Also, all the Fight Club fans, Alexandra's first words, her name was Electra Nachios. Her name was Electra Nachios. (laughs) Her name was Electra Nachios. Her name was Electra Nachios. So then we go back to Stick, and Stick is commenting that Danny is slowing down his heartbeat and breathing. Oh, go on, sorry. Just one question, because I thought maybe y'all would know, but it seems like Alexandra is quoting from something, or I don't know, but her whole, when death doesn't come from outside sources, sometimes the organism tries to end itself. It's just, like, really oddly phrased. Like, was she quoting something? Is that, what's, what's going on there? I don't know. I don't know if she was quoting something. I... It's not in the Easter eggs because there's not many Easter eggs for this episode. I don't actually think there's any. Um, it just so seems like I, an oddly profound way to say I've got cancer and I'm dying. But yeah. I, 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 why, yeah. Anyway, I'm just curious. I'm dying. I got the old lung butter. I have plotitis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so with, with Stick, he comments on something to do with chi. Nutty, is this is this true about chi? That breathing is. What, is, what does he say? Breathing is how good chi is born and bad chi is expelled from the body. I would guess it is because that's Tai Chi, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yes and no. Okay, so like when when people talk about chi, it's, it's really a philosophy thing. It's You know, you can't really power your iPod with it. Um, <laughs> but, but the yeah, iPod I mean, was like donkey that. powered, donkey powered. <laughs> if you um not in Kunlun it was donkey powered, but after he punched Shaolin yeah, in the heart, yeah. it became chi powered. Um but you know, so if you go to a martial arts class, a lot of times they'll they'll have you stop and you will do slow breathing in through the nose, out through mm-hmm. the mouth, and you'll hear them say, you know, let let everything you were thinking about today 
go in and out and mm-hmm. expel well, it. You know, get rid like, of it so you can clear your mind for class. That's like mindfulness. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not even yeah. just a martial arts thing. That's like no, a no, no. I, psychological, I cognitive thing. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it, you know, mindfulness and, and she, and, and that's one of those things like martial artists will bring this in because it comes from the culture that we're learning this from. And they're like, yeah, uh, you're going to start the day. So you're going to get everything outside of the dojo out of your mind. Um, and honestly, it's the same thing. If you're going to go to church or synagogue or whatever, you're going to start from, you know, quiet little self-reflective prayers and quiet your mind, quiet your spirit, so that you can pay attention um, and focus on the task at hand. Um, and when I went to I went to university, it was education in the Dominican tradition because it used to be a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, and when we had nuns, they would start with a prayer, which was really weird for a public school girl. Like yeah. um, Claire, that means private school for you. Okay. Or whatever. Because <laughs> public school is private school in in the UK, so whatever. Um, uh, and but it really worked because it was just basically, all right, I'm not thinking about traffic. I'm not thinking about uh, my next classes. I'm just going to be quiet for a second. Okay, now I can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so long TLDR. Sorry, I, I rambled. But yes, philosophically, but no, literally. Okay. It feels like that's what Danny should have been doing. Like, just take a yeah. moment and breathe and... Because he was reacting so emotionally and Mm -hmm. like it became a fight or flight thing when if he had just taken a moment, breathed, counted to 10, just all of these things for helping center yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop telling Danny to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) For someone so chi powered, he really doesn't meditate that much. No, he doesn't. And he should. Well, and whenever he meditates, it's for aesthetic reasons, not <laughs> like they want to show him and his like gross hair. Well, it's like Danny, I'm going to walk in yeah. and find him sexually meditating. Yeah. Danny basically says to Stick, like Stick says about the whole thing of bad chi and breathing and all this. And Danny's like, duh, there's a bit more complicated than that. And it's like, Danny. Actually. Actually. <laughs> Oh, Danny. Danny was going to mansplain Kung Fu. (laughs) He was to stick. And he tries to, like, mansplain the war as well. He's like, we need to win this war. It's our duty. And it's like, stick nose. Like, don't worry. He's he's been alive longer (laughs) than you, Danny. He's irritated that Colleen isn't around, that he can't mansplain to her. Yeah. So (laughs) he just does it to stick, who's not having any of it. Yeah. Stick's like, I know, I'm super old as well. I'm not as old as, like, Alexandra, but Stick's super old as well. Um, so what happens after? Oh, na- after that is uh, Angela's now. favorite scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so here's here's how the scene might have played in a sane world. <laughs> Matt gets a hunch that there might be something in the piano, and so he looks at the grieving teenager whose dad just died and Jessica and says... I know this might seem odd, but do you mind if we check the piano? <laughs> I've heard of people hiding things in pianos before. But instead, that's not what happens. <laughs> instead, he's like, can I go play the piano, grieving teenager? I want to put my hands all over your dead dad's stuff. That's cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then goes to play his theme song. He plays, it's, well, some people have said it's the Daredevil theme song. Some people have said it's it Defenders. It sounded like no, Defenders no. to me. 
No, it's the Daredevil theme song. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Mm. It's not as fast. You guys yeah. would know because you recorded it for for us. So, you know. Yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did try to come up with a uh, jokey Defenders song, even <gasps> though the Defenders theme song is super simple. Yeah. So mainly, what I do is start singing like Defenders, <laughs> Daredevil, <laughs> and then I get to Luke Cage, and then I'm like. Then there's Karen and Foggy and, like, name everyone else. And then I'm like, am I forgetting anyone? No, I'm not. <laughs> Leaving Danny out. Yeah. Oh, poor Danny. I leave him out. Sorry. Oh, the other thing Danny. that we joked about this scene is if he gets super... Do you mind if I play the piano uh, do you play <laughs> oh i learned a little in church here let me just let me just sit out at the piano and uh <laughs> Matt, what, what, what are you doing that <laughs> just, just haven't played in a while just just wanted to play some chopsticks <laughs> That would be amazing. Get heart and soul. Come on, Jessica, you want to take the high part? No, she's. My dad is dead. Yeah, okay, but I just want. I want to do it this discount. Well, in the late, in the new Punisher trailer, Frank's playing the guitar in that, so people were like, "Oh, Frank and Matt could start that." Yeah. Matt's on the keyboards, Frank's on the guitar. It'd be awesome. Jessica would totally do drums. Oh, totally oh, yeah. drums. And, oh, I guess, like, um, I don't know, Danny likes his, uh, his, like, his, well, what's he, what is on his iPod? Oh! <laughs> yeah, true. Nah, Luke, Luke would come in with, like, a, because they always do that whenever he comes on the screen. So he comes in with, like, a slap bass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Luke could do the yeah, sexy justice. vocals. Jessica's on drums, and then Danny comes in with a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay, right? I need Why to draw this. I need right? to draw this. Oh. <laughs> I need to draw this. Oh, man. Rosaria <laughs> Dawson can do the sexy vocals. We know yes. she can sing. Oh, yeah, that's true. She she was in the movie version of Rent. <laughs> she was also in yes, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, this scene, I do like the the way that he finds this, because I think it, it gives, it, it makes, again, Jessica respect him a bit more, but it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it goes a little longer than it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I want to, I just want to keep playing here. Just that note. Do you hear that note there? Just open up the piano. You know it's in there. What are you doing? Stop it. Like she already said, he sat at the piano without playing it. Yeah. Like he was... I don't know, brooding over his blueprints or like I, I guess blueprints. maybe deciding what to do with the blueprints. Like, like it would be super we easy. Find to out see later why he has them. Oh yes. Well, we find yeah. out that there's this this structure at the very bottom of Indian Circle, and I like this as well because obviously um, they. I like it in the show where they acknowledge the fact because they make like Matt like super capable and stuff of doing things like he when he, yeah he runs with um yeah he throws his cane away and runs with Jessica and everything but he can't read those blueprints she reads and she says what's on them and I like that 
They don't well, forget about the fact that he can't read print on Daredevil stuff. Daredevil on the Incredible Hulk could run his hands over the paper. <laughs> <laughs> with so. his gloved hand <laughs> sometimes he can sometimes he can't there was actually an issue or two where he could run his hand over a computer screen and tell what it said because of like the the Difference electrical re- of the pixels yeah something like that and it was like no no this is not a thing no so uh, i i prefer this because it makes sense maybe mm. he could really read something if it's you know print if he really concentrated hard but well wait i don't know i remember no no no, wait they're blueprints right Mm -hmm. yeah there's a texture if you've ever held real blueprints uh the reason that they're blue is um i don't know if it's exactly it's it's the way that they're printed but it's closer to like the way mimeographs were done oh okay so it's actually something kind of melted on top and you can actually feel where it's been printed on a blueprint, if you've ever oh, a blueprint. That's kind of interesting, because I know they do, like, braille maps and things, you know, of, yeah. like, blueprints. Um, but, no, this is, this is like, I mean, it's not as pronounced as braille, but he's Matt. I mean, he can smell Electra. I'm pretty sure he can tell what the raised line means. Yeah. There was an early comic in the 60s where he was on an airplane and <laughs> since what was going down. Thousands of... Yeah. Onto the ground, he could Uh, hear over the plane's engines. Like he's just that good. Too much. Too much writers. Too much. (laughs) And I, I, I'm okay with the whole like Superman thing that they explain. Like they explained here, it's the longer he knows somebody, the easier it is he can hear them Mm -hmm. or sense them. Um, that I can deal with, but uh, a thousand feet over the ground, no, come on. (laughs) That's like when he can tell the different colors. Yeah. yeah, that's. Oh, the when he's sewing his costume in the comics, and he's like, I can tell the different colors by the texture of the fabric or whatever. You're like, no, no, you can't. Also, yeah, that yeah, that's not how far Mike. I'm my twin brother, Mike. Mike Murdoch is one of my favorite things ever, and <laughs> if they brought that into the show, I would. I mean, they brought in the name Mike, but oh, yeah. if like they're running out of plots by like season fifteen of Daredevil, and they're like, uh, Mike Murdoch. <laughs> It would be I'm gonna great. dye my hair red. <laughs> yeah, I do think though, like you do have a point there that it's good to give him some limitations because a lot of times there's not very much representation of disability in media or superhero yeah. media, mm-hmm. and even when it is, then their superpowers essentially Mitigate erase that. all the difficulties yeah. that real life people have. There, Hawkeye's deafness has not been addressed at all. In I wish films. it would be. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and and so and Matt's powers cancel out most of the difficulties of of being blind, and so at least having something there to where they acknowledge, yeah, that he has difficulties because he's yeah. There's a lot of people. I mean, this is a, a bigger argument than we have for now, but there's uh, <laughs> sure. a, you know a lot of people are like, um, you know, he's not technically blind, and it's like no, he is because blindness is. Um, you know, if you have a visual impairment, it's the light. It's the light getting into your eyes so you can see yeah. images. And he doesn't have that at all. He has mm-hmm. total blindness. His other senses obviously help, um, but he can't, for instance, see colour. He can't see um, He can't see print, you know, in, it, it, mm-hmm. in the show anyway. Um, he can't read certain facial expressions and things like that, you know. So I... I 
I like the fact when they bring this up in the in the show, they don't just make it work that oh well he's just pretending to be blind because no he's blind. And like his whole not being able to hear like the the heartbeats of mm-hmm. like the I was about to call them the foot soldiers the hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the hand foot soldiers. Yeah. So. <laughs> So Stick is back at his tiny altar, and he looks like he's in a scene from Trainspotting, I thought. I was like, is he cooking up some heroin? Like, what's happening here? I was like, what is happening? And this is when he and uh, he gets the bond with Luke a bit about prison. And I, I like this, because I like... <laughs> I like this kind of little insight, no pun intended, into Stick's backstory of, yeah, it must have been super hard for him as a kid, you know, being in, being in prison and being blind. Yeah. And what would have happened if he didn't meet the chase, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. But again, I wish I wish they could bond over their criminal ways as well, instead of Luke being like, we should call the police. So one day he's been <laughs> murdered. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. Matt and Jessica have another moment. Aww. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so sweet. Yeah. And it's this perfect dome structure. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is interesting. And then we have Luke getting all drowsy over the incense and he collapses. And then we're like, oh, Stick's going to totally kill kill Danny. And it's I've been just going over logical fallacies with my students in English class. And mm-hmm. so Stick calls out a black and white or false dilemma fallacy. Oh. There are only two options. We could he, just kill the guy. The third option is kill your <laughs> tied up friend. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's, we could just yeah. put a sword through him. Am, am I the only one that thought? Am I the only one that thought that uh, Stick had been working up his immunity to Iocane gas all this time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I didn't think of that. Myself. Yeah, he he didn't go down. Mm-hmm. It's probably Stick's like always high as a kite. Stick's I, I just imagine Stick <laughs> is always high as a kite. I agree. It's like it, again, it's like cabbing in the woods. High, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like cabbing in the woods. He's got immunity because of you know. Because of a special strain of marijuana that he's like invented yeah. or whatever, you know. Yep. Like, but Kunlun. he was smart enough to know how to take out Luke. Yeah. Because Luke is invulnerable, except when Electra punches him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. we'll get to later because I call bullshit that on that. Me. Yeah, I call yeah. bullshit on that. Uh, yeah. So uh, Matt hears Luke collapse from across the city, apparently. From his and his his Matty senses were tingling. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I sense there's a beautiful man that's collapsed somewhere. I must help him. Let's <laughs> prevent this per- tragedy. It's the sound of perfect rippling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then Matt and, and Jessica run to the building. We get to see parkour Matt, which is always yes. fun. Yay. Yeah. My note is Matt's parkour. Yeah. Chris Brewster, you know, breaking out some parkour. Love it. And, uh, and then Electra runs in and attacks Stick. And Electra full-on puts a sword through Stick's leg. So I was like, oh, no, Stick's got one arm and one leg. He's like the knight out of Monty Python. <laughs> and Stick a flesh hesitates <laughs> and does not kill Electra. He yeah. had a clear shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was about, he's a big softy. He was yeah. about to put a sword through Danny while he was he tied know up. He Danny. But also, well, he said a minute ago that like his only family was... The Chaste and Matt, Matty, or, and Electra. All these speeches Aww. about connections to people make you weak and blah, yep. blah, blah. And he 
He dies because he hesitates. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? (laughs) It's like rain on your wedding day. But then, like, Electra's reaction there when she, like, greets Matthew. 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 And then just killed him. (laughs) Yeah, that's cold. It, It was... See, there was a moment. Yep. There was a moment that Alexandra didn't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Electra <laughs> full-on leaps out the window onto the car. <laughs> with After Danny. single-handedly defeating after, all of the defenders. After yeah. knocking out Luke, and that's where I call bullshit, I was like, no, I don't think she could knock him out. I, I the, My justification there is that he had just woken up from knockout gas. True. So and may, maybe he was, like, barely up and staggering anyway when she knocked him out. Yeah. Maybe when she hit his head, a little tiny little bubble of gas that had been trapped in his nostrils <laughs> was there released, and that knocked him out. I'll, I'll go with that. I can live with that. Okay. Um, I yeah. think I'll be bullshit. <laughs> bit, yeah. So, I mean, did they establish, though, like, now that she is the Black Sky, now that she's been supernaturally resurrected, Mm -hmm. is she any stronger or faster than a super well-trained martial artist should be? Yeah. I have an answer here. Or not really an answer. I have uh, words from Madame Gao. And this is from text from superheroes. Yeah. (laughs) So, Matt is talking with Madame Gao. I don't know what you in the hand have done to Electra, but let her go, Gao. Electra is dead. She is now the black sky. What is the black sky? Damn, I was hoping you would know. Honestly, it's a thing I said thousands of years ago, and I nodded like I knew what it was. It's been way too long now. It would be weird if I asked. That would be awkward as hell. You got any theories? I think it just means she's a fighter who cannot be defeated. Electra was killed by Nobu, though. He beat her. Wouldn't that make him the black sky? I have no idea. I should just ask, shouldn't I? No, it's been too long. You're in too deep, gal. <laughs> awesome. Oh, love nice. it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what the black sky is. <laughs> I don't know. My guess is that she's supposed to be like supernaturally strong now and faster. You know, she's like the um the 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 dark magic version of the bionic woman you know she's stronger faster yeah yeah better all this stuff you know but again there's no backup there other than her beating up a bunch of extras well and context like context is everything when you've got a bunch of people with powers and I'm I'm not one to get too far deep into arguing over power levels. The Dragon Ball Z fandom that I am I'm in <laughs> is like way too deep into that. No one cares about power levels, uh, except like all the dudes arguing over it. But you still have to sort of give relative strengths. Like, is she stronger than Jessica Jones? We don't know. Like Jessica Jones seems to be our whole character mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. she's the strong one and so you know we know that she's quicker than jessica jones but if they were like arm wrestling <laughs> like <laughs> i'd love to see that oh all i'm saying is we just need to have like an arm wrestling competition between all of them yes that would be a beautiful beautiful thing <laughs> I think Danny, Danny would win. Arm, Danny's got the fine Danny fist. arm wrestling with, like, the... the <laughs> fist. A fist. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get that really cool scene with uh, Murakami. Yes, yeah. Murakami meeting Alexandra at dinner. 
uh, with his ancient wine from the bottom of the Balearic Sea, which is cool. Here I got you, like, ocean wine. And can we just reflect here that Stick, one of the good guys, was going to stab... You, you had air of, quotes there, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was going to stab his tied-up teammate in cold blood, whereas Mirakami is straight up, okay, I'm going to try to kill you now. Here's a heads up. Let's go. Here's some nice wine. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it with your beer that you're also drinking. Yeah, he's he's a he's a you, polite. I know that you like to eat alone like a weirdo. You don't even have a book. What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she should have been fondling some ancient vellum scroll. Yes. Yeah. I, this is why I want a scene of of her having dinner with Wilson Fisk, except they would both be sitting like opposite ends of the restaurant and not really talking because yes. they just both like eating alone and being weird. And I think he it would, would be, be delightful. at a white wall. She would be listening to some record. Yeah, yeah. He'll be like, what do you uh, think of the Zupa Inglés? And she just I was around something. when this dish was first invented in <laughs> 300. I knew all the famous people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually invented them. this dish. Don't you know? <laughs> Um, he, she wants to kill off the rest of the fingers of the hand because they call her on her bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sigourney Weaver had exactly one Japanese word to pronounce and somehow pronounces it very poorly. <laughs> I thought, her, yeah, it was a, a quite a strange pronunciation. Baka. Baka. I actually, actually, she pronounced that colloquially. That's Really? It sounded yeah. really odd to me. No, um, it's it's an insult, and um, a lot of the guys yeah. that I know that trained in Japan, that's how they say it. Wow. And really? Yeah. Baka. Yeah. Cool. It, it, yeah. it doesn't sound very Japanese-y, which sounds really bad for me to say, but like there is what? that thing you expect it to sound, but it it just it's just Baka. That's it's wow. It's yeah. just, there was some kind of weird inflection that felt very Different American. Different heard it pronounced in Japanese. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, it just, it it doesn't really sound like it has an accent or anything. And okay. my favorite huh. thing is uh, one sensei, he'll, he'll uh, there's actually a book written about him teaching in Japan. And, uh, you know, every now and then he'll go and he'll look at somebody and he's like, Baka, you know what that means? <laughs> and he'll call somebody Baka and they go, no. And he goes, He's handsome, and then he keeps talking. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody... Yeah, nice. nice. So yeah, no, actually, that was pronounced not badly. Okay, oh, cool. Differently than I've heard, then, but I'm, I'm glad to know. So as they, uh... it, it can be pronounced differently from different areas of Japan. Sure, maybe but, that's uh, yeah. That that's how I've heard it pronounced. Cool. So Electra drags in um, Danny, and they all head to the board. Boardroom, and as they do, uh, Electra eyes those sighs on the wall, and we're like, Oh no, yep. oh, so exciting! After she put the sighs back last time, you know, and chose the swords instead, now we're like, Yes, Electra, get those sighs, awesome. Um, and, and then Sigourney Waver stands in front of the camera <laughs> as they zoom in super close on her and hang a sign around her neck that says I'm about to be surprisingly stabbed from behind. Yeah. She, mon- she monologues. I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't expecting it. I totally expecting- was. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, expecting it at all. Monologues. Yeah. She monologues. 
but I didn't expect her to die. I was like, oh, she's the villain. Um, okay, they've done this to us before, mon- like in, in Luke Cage, but yeah, it surprised me. So I, as she was monologuing, she was taking credit for literally everything that Electra was doing. Yeah. Like, I'm the one who got Danny, and I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who did that. I'm like, nah, you got people to do that for you. But I think the the, ca- the, straw, that, yeah, the straw that broke the camel's back for Electra was that she called him the devil of Hell's Kitchen. I don't know who he is. Because then she could say, his name is Matthew. 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 And then she identifies herself as Electra Nachios instead of the Black Sky. And yeah. I have a note here that she establishes her identity as Electra by killing her mother figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. You Freudians out there? Yeah. 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 Jungians too, really. Yeah. Yeah. And she chops her head off just for, you know, good measure. Well, that's how you kill a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. The finger of the hand. They have the stupidest naming conventions. (laughs) (laughs) We did, well, at least we didn't meet the nail in this series, which exists in the comics, which is an all-female band of the hand, and they're called the nail. Oh. Yeah. Do they have different hair colors? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think so. One's called Cherry Blossom, I remember. I don't remember the rest of their names. Oh, no. Uh, Right, well, that was the episode. We don't have any Easter eggs. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Defenders doesn't have most, like, many. I mean, we spoke about most of them. Yeah. So there wasn't anything, I don't know, kind of different. Uh, But now it's time for quotes, and I have loads of quotes. Easter eggs. For Easter egg. well, I guess it's a quote and an Easter egg, but... At one time, Danny actually says the word, you know, we belong out there. Mm. Uh, hey, 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 so don't steal my quotes, Heath. Don't steal okay, my quotes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I will say that that is also an Easter egg. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That's true. Uh, who wants to do quotes first? You're all guests, so whoever wants to go can go. Oh, crap. I didn't write down any. You do, Claire. Um, I have so many. <laughs> okay, I have this one about Stick talking about Danny. When he summons it, shit goes sideways. I like that one. <laughs> I was like, what, what? Shit goes sideways? I've never heard that before. What does that mean? No. No. And then, uh, that's, that's well, a colloquialism here. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard shit go south. But... Yeah, I've heard shit go south. Why does it go sideways? Because <laughs> it's it's not supposed to go sideways. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Drop. Can I, can I, <laughs> can I invent my good like... You're in trouble. <laughs> shit goes diagonal. Can I invent that? Yes. Okay. You can. Okay, cool. Sure. See, in my notes, I didn't write down actual quotes. I wrote down my dumb versions of what was going on. Like I have here, can I play my theme song on your piano? <laughs> hey, look, blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Jessica says, I don't read heartbeats, but I do read people. That was cool. Nice. I, I have like l- when Jessica said, I thought it was a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And literally the rest of my quotes, apart from his name is Matthew, are from the scene with Danny and Luke. I think I have four just from that scene because I love it. Read them off. Okay. Because those are my quotes. All right. So the one that, uh, oh, so we're going to do it together? Actually, I don't uh, think I have any description ones. Okay. Uh, the, the one that Heath mentioned is me and you, Luke Cage and the Iron Fist, we belong out there together on the front lines. And I was like, yes, yes. So I know that like there's the Power Man and Iron Fist comics, but didn't they later rename a comic just Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah he's yeah, cause he's Luke Cage yeah. basically. Um, 
Luke also says, trust me, I'd face a dragon over Jessica Jones any day. Nice. That's a good one. And then my last yeah. one from Luke was, hey, why don't you tell me again about how you punched a dragon and got your magic hand? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love During it. the final trial of Shao Lao the Undying, I plunged my fist into his molten heart. I was kidding. <laughs> I wasn't serious. Shut up. <laughs> um, you've got me tied up like a prisoner. Not like a prisoner. And it's not a good look. Oh, I love it. Uh, I got one. Um, I got one. Jessica with Matt. Okay, cool. I just think we'll work better together if we trust each other, don't you? Mm, oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, don't get used to it. <laughs> I love Jessica. <laughs> True. She's awesome. Oh, and I forgot about this one. It's Danny and Stick. It seems like you're just making this up as you go along. <laughs> I am, kid. That's what survivors do. Yeah. Oh, I love Scott Galanis stick. I hope he's back in it somehow. I forget what I Maybe saw recently, but he's been... <laughs> Use the chi, Danny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bring him back. Hey, hey we've seen chi ghosts in Iron Fist, so it's yeah. not that far fetched. Yeah. Um, I forget what it was, but I saw him in something recently. One of the Aliens movies, I think. And I was just like, oh my god, it's stick. Oh, yeah. I'm like that. I when I saw um, I rewatched Silence of the Lambs recently. And I was like, stick! Because he's uh, Jack Crawford in it, Scott Glenn. He's super young in it. Have you ever seen, uh, watched the TV show Monk? No. Yes. Yeah, it's super weird to like watch a bunch of Monk and Captain Stottlemyre and then watch Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> nice. Very different character. <laughs> now it's time to vote who is the Defender of the Week. Oh, Matt Mel and Tammy. Oh, go on, go on. Another one of my fake quotes. Oh, we will definitely not betray you, Alexandra. We're definitely going to betray her. <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah, betrayal room. Phone. Yes, I like them as well. I want I want Ron these as Howard like a commentary voiceover. track. Yeah. Ron Howard voiceover. They were definitely going to betray him. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I think there should be an extra commentary track on the DVD. <laughs> uh, so, Defender of the Week... We got a few votes on Facebook, uh, some of which I cannot accept because two people voted for Electra, and I said, no, she's not a defender. So <laughs> those cannot be included. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, she's on the offender team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, offenders, exactly. Uh, Heath, who would you say is defender of the week? Um, Not Danny. Uh, Luke did some interesting things, but nah, he sort of just got knocked out a lot this ep. ep. Um, not stick, that's for sure. So it comes down for me to Daredevil and Jessica. They were both sort of on their game. Um, Jessica refrained from playing a grieving teenager's dad's <laughs> piano. So just for that, I'm going to say Jessica, even though I think Daredevil deserves an honor- honorable mention. <laughs> uh, Angela. I'm going with Jessica because she's the voice of reason. Except when she's jumping down Matt's throat. (laughs) I'm also going with Jessica because she knocked out Danny when Luke couldn't. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. And does it offhanded. And I I am torn between Jessica and Matt only because Matt... Um, I like the fact that he was honest about Midland Circle, but then, you know, they all jumped on him, but he did say he was there with the lecture as well. And I like that he 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 had a little tinkle of the ivories, uh, and he got to play a theme song because that was uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, 
And I like that we got to see him do parkour. Uh, so, that means Luke is fourth this week with zero, or third this week with zero. It's joint winners. Uh, Danny comes second with one vote. And it's a tie between Matt and Jessica with three votes. Hmm. Well done. Somebody voted for Danny? Yeah. He whined the whole time and then got kidnapped. But he got tied up and then got kidnapped. It's a Danny apologist. You know it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, really. He's going through some hard times. Look, I'm a Matt apologist, so I'm like, oh, he played the piano. I want him to win. <laughs> also, he hasn't he hasn't won an episode yet. I'm like, oh, Matt, come on. Um, right. Now it's time for ratings out of 10. Uh, Heath, do you want to go first as well? Sure. Uh, I This was honestly one of my favorite episodes of the series. Um, I did miss our supporting characters. You know, always want more Claire in there. Uh, but this one was just really Defender-centric. But I still think they got a lot done. They explored the relationships between the characters well. It had some decent fight scenes. So I'm going to go ahead and say um, 9 out of 10 Electra complexes. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, Angela? Well, my favorite episode continues to be the restaurant episode, just because getting them in a Chinese restaurant and eating food was the highlight <laughs> so far for me. This episode was all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and just way too many Danny whining and crying about illogical things for me, so I'm gonna go... Like, and I miss all the supporting characters. There's, like, no supporting characters at Mm. all, and I miss them. So uh, I'm going to go, like, 7 of 10 um, uh, mystical uh, stick bongs. (laughs) Did you say bongs? Yes, bongs. Okay, good. It did sound like thongs, but I assumed you said bongs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Nutty. Um, so uh I'm I'm going to give this uh I liked it. I thought it was an alright episode. Um and I really think that Heath and Angela have no idea about Danny's whining or crying or any oh, you don't. because they didn't watch Iron Fist. So He's so much better in this show. Line. Yeah. We yeah. watched a summary of Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. You you yeah. you need that the... baseline to really appreciate Danny in this series. Is so much better in this series through the first episode. <laughs> I don't blame you. Pacing we is just couldn't real off. It. There uh, needs to be like yeah. a summary of all of Ward's best scenes and you should watch that. Because <laughs> he's the best. Well, and, and let's not forget about Daddy Meacham. He's so oh, and Kyle. and Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle! Uh, so I'm going to give this um, uh, I'm try- debating between 7.5 and 8 out of 10 um, missing two fingers. I'm going to put it as 8. To be okay. enough, to be generous, um, I yeah I like this episode. I really miss the supporting characters as well. Need a bit more Misty. I always need a bit more Misty in my life because I love her. She's awesome. Um, yes. oh, yeah, she's so good. Um, I love the the bonding kind of between Matt and Jessica and Luke and Danny. I thought that was great. I was really shocked when Electra killed Alexandra. I did not see that coming. So I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Ooh, Defenders band performances. 
with Danny on the triangle <laughs> and Kazoo. And that gives it exactly... Kazoo at the same time. And that means it gets exactly eight, an average of eight out of ten. Which is pretty yeah. cool. That's a good. So that's good. a good rating. It's a B. It got an eight point six out of ten on IMDb, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It gets a B. Yeah. Yeah. So, a B. um, B and plus. on EW, it got an A minus. Oh, wow! Hmm. They were very generous. Yeah. They they the writer that does the recaps for EW is in love with elect. Well, is in love with Elodie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. You know, I mean, she's her. wonderful. I think it's a her. You know, and honestly, I feel like I get these fixations and biases against characters and, uh, and you know, actors and, like, literally, like, anything that Mike Holter is in, I'm there. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which made, which made Jessica Jones really weird to watch, just because David Tennant as... Oh, Yeah. David that Tennant is of one of my is really disturbing. Like yep. right now, I'm yep. dealing with having a crush on a cartoon elderly duck. I know, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Tennant, what are you doing to us? Oh. I don't know. Also, I'm I making it you two right now. <laughs> I, I watched the first episode of DuckTales and I went, yeah, he's still sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that somehow he voices Scrooge as even more Scottish than he actually is. I know, right? Like, that's just turned up to 11. Just. And I saw the photo of him as Crowley from Good Omens the other day, and I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I know he's got ginger long hair, but <laughs> so beautiful. I need to read Good Omens before that comes out. Oh, yeah, it's really good. So anything else Defenders-wise? Anyway, so we have feedback this week. We don't have an email from Nutty because we have her here. Hooray. Yeah, I pretty much said everything I said in my email. Yeah. (laughs) So I am going to uh, post an email in the chat if anyone wants to read it. It is from Sedna. So there oh is a goodness. lot of you caps have to be exuberant. You have to be ex- as exuberant as you can. Who wants to be Sedna this week? All right, I'll give it a go. Yay, Nutty, you can do it. I'll, I'll follow do it, Nutty. the sword. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Danny! <laughs> You're the MacGuffin, so shut up and stop fighting. <laughs> together now. Phil Oakley, Oakey voice. I don't know Phil Oakey. Uh, he's from oh, well. uh, Human League. Voice in a Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Oh, he's doing Electric Dream, so it's We'll always be together, however far it seems. Is that song? Thank you, Claire. There yeah, you that one. <laughs> yeah. We'll always be together in Electra's Dream. <laughs> About Matt bringing her a cuppa, and then she finds the funeral card in the trunk. Oh, my heart can't take it. <laughs> Matt knows she's been there, by the way. The book is way too small to be a Bible. 60 inches particularly of shelf Braille space. one, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just New Testament. shelf space in Braille, so Wandy's head... Oh, sorry, there's... I need to take a break. 60 inches of shelf space in Braille. <clears throat> so Wandy's head in a box. Gwyneth Paltrow, seven tribute act. Oh my heart, I can't make it. <laughs> just telling Matt's dad's story to get through to Lexi and referring to him as her friend. Aww. Nice moment. Negated by her rolling her eyes as he bumps into the piano. For fuck's sake, Jess, you're an asshole. And you know why he has to hide his enhanced senses and act like a 
regular line person. <laughs> oh my heart, I can't take it! Matt learnt piano in church! <laughs> and plays something a little bit like the theme tune. Hmm. Uh, to conveniently discover the whole plans which he needs Jess to read. That's one of many reasons why <laughs> D-Sharp as Nigel Tufnell will tell you the saddest of all the keys. Oh, I, I don't get it. Sorry. I don't even. Well, I guess that key is one of the saddest. And that's the key that that Matt presses to find out the, the thing. I don't know music, so I don't know. <laughs> And they're finally bonding! Oh my fucking god! I love it. <laughs> I too love Luke and Stick's jailbird bonding, but it gets Luke close enough for a Joss Stick gassing. So Joss Stick, like an okay. incense stick, I guess. So Stick can have a pop at Danny, but Electra shows up. She recognizes Matt. Oh my fucking god! She kills Stick. No! Oh my fucking god! She kills. Him. <laughs> <laughs> have to be somewhere. Have to. Did Sigourney have somewhere else to be? By the way, that laughing is in the email. Uh, Danny's <laughs> on a trolley, Hannibal Lecter style. <laughs> there you go. That's Sedna. Thank you, Sedna. And once again, I think Sedna exploded at the end of the email. I, 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 I think she did. Um, Every single one. She's play. like, ah, Matt, Matt. <laughs> Explodes. Oh. Uh, I've got an email from Wu. Uh, which says, Dear Defenders Podcast, out of the eight episodes in this miniseries, when I initially watched the miniseries the first time, this was my least favourite episode. <laughs> However, re-watching the episode, I must say, I liked it more than I remembered. Before I forget, however, quote of the episode, sorry about this. Oh, that's before Jessica renders Iron Fist unconscious. I loved it from how Kristen Ritter's tone was. She sounds like an older cousin driving away her younger cousin's hybrid car. <laughs> Woo, is this something you have done? <laughs> sounds oddly specific. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Defender of the episode, Daredevil. He, oh, oh, Woo, you know what that means, guys. Daredevil won this episode. Yay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on. <laughs> He was, needs more love. he was my favorite superhero when I was a child and probably always will be my favorite superhero. I loved him using his powers in a way we haven't seen done in live action. Claire, you must have noticed as well how the vibrations from Iron Fist's powers hurt Daredevil and left him dazed a bit. Yes, I loved it. This is how Iron Man arrested Daredevil in the Civil War graphic novel, Sonic Shockwaves to Daredevil's Equilibrium. I am glad that Drew Goddard and Marco Ramirez wrote this episode. I love that they allowed Danny Rand to play the villain in this episode because people on the internet loved Iron Fist. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Claire, I have a question. Do you think it is possible that Electra has known for a while about her past life and she was just acting Winter Soldier style manipulated? Because even at the end of the series, I'm not going to read that. Uh, I don't know. I don't, what do you guys... I think she only realised who she was in this episode when she visited Matt's place. Yeah, I think, I think it was it, a slow build. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was sort of slowly waking up. Yeah, yeah. Like, recovering from trauma, almost. Yeah, reco- yeah, recovering herself, exactly. And it was kind of like Angel in season three of Buffy. <laughs> Let's just keep bringing back season three of Buffy. But with less naked Tai Chi. Because <laughs> we need that. That was in season you know three, right? I don't I mind remember. Danny Rand doing naked Tai Chi. 
he's alright. He's cute. Yeah, he's he's not come on, he's not he's not Mike Coulter. Okay, okay. No. When 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 Finn Jones is like at the bottom of the attractive people on the show. But if you put him on any other show, he's gonna be the best looking guy. Oh yeah. No, he's a good looking guy. Like I've got nothing against Finn Jones. He's just not my type. I lo- but then He's I, better than Boreanaz. But then I don't really have a type because I like Mike Coulter and I also like David Tennant, two men who could not be possibly exactly. opposite anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Wu continues. Lastly, love the Punisher trailer. One by Metallica is a favorite of mine from that band. And I, I love that Brett Mahoney was at the end of the trailer. Was he? I didn't notice that. We'd love to return to the podcast and discuss an episode when that series debuts. Thanks. Episode rating 3.5 out of 5. Woo. Thank you, Woo. Uh, I also have a voicemail from Moira. However, guys, I will not be able to play it now, so I'm going to have to edit it in afterwards. Hey, Defenders Podcast. Just a few thoughts on Ashes, Ashes. Uh, overall, this was one of the slower episodes for me. Um, just because it was a lot of sitting around being tied up and chit-chatting. There were a few funny moments. Uh, some of the interactions between um, Danny and Luke were kind of amusing, um, especially when Luke was was uh, showing Danny a little pity and uh, uh, choosing to ask him a few more questions about uh, beating a dragon. That was so sweet. More of the bro-bromance brewing there. That was kind of cute. Um, I'm sure Claire loved that. Um, saw it coming when Stick was literally wafting those fumes toward Luke. We, we knew something was up there if we hadn't figured it out already. Uh, and for what it's worth, I do think that Stick would have killed Danny. He, he would have thought there was no alternative, and the only way to stop the hand was to literally kill Danny so Danny's fist wouldn't be usable. As a key. Uh, pretty brutal, but I think he would have done it. I thought the scene where Electra comes in right after that and uh, basically takes out Luke, Jessica, and Matthew was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool fighting. Um, she looked a little bit regretful when she looked back at, at uh, Matthew's body lying there against the wall. I think uh, she might have been wondering if she actually heard him. I don't know, hard to say, but that was the way I, I took that. And then I think the most awesome part of this whole episode was the very end, when Electra kills um, Alexandra. That was that was that was great. I really didn't see that. Well, I can't say I completely didn't see it coming. I, we obviously were, you know, made to understand that things were brewing in Electra's mind. She was having all of her memories coming back. But I didn't quite expect her to kill Alexandra because she just delivered the Iron Fist to her. Um, so that is extremely intriguing and going to be pretty cool to see where that goes. Um, and hey, she has taken back her favorite weapons, which is awesome. Very cool. So I guess Electra is now the big bad, huh? Which is also pretty cool. Huh, love it. Oh, and one other thought. Electra killing Stick, that was pretty brutal. Um, that has convinced me she's gone to the dark side, so... We'll see if I am right. All right, so overall, this was, you know, it was good. Uh, you know, not fabulous, not my favorite, but it was good and solid. Um, I'm going to give it a good solid, uh, just a, I think a 6 out of 10, wafting incenses of stupor. Okay, till next time. Bye. Thanks, Moira.
Cheers. That was great. All the things you said. It was great. <laughs> Cheers. My life has been changed. Yes. No. Absolutely. Now I actually have to listen to this episode so I can hear more. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit in later. We will all hear. I'll, I will hear it when I edit it in. Yes. <laughs> so now it is time to talk about next week's episode. Next week is the very oddly titled episode Fish in the Jailhouse. Is that a saying? What? I've never heard this before. Fish in the Jailhouse. I've yeah. never paid attention to... Uh, like, so if you've ever seen Shawshank Redemption, um, yeah. that's brought up. They Oh, fish. yes. New fish. So who's the new fish in the jailhouse next week? No, I don't want to spoil it. Now I'm like, what? I don't understand. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe like all the supporting characters are... Oh, true. Like, in the jailhouse, even though they're not being held prisoner, they're just hanging out in a room doing nothing when they could be doing cool things. Uh, Misty Knight gets to do cool things because yeah. she's Misty Knight. Okay, cool. Well, next week is Fish in the Jailhouse, and the summary is Matt's. Oh, it's ja- also, a, sorry, That's I, right. I hate to interrupt, uh, That's but it's also a Tom Waits song. Ooh, nice. I will have a listen to it before next week. Yeah. Just in case it kind of, you know, be interesting. And also, I love Tom Waits. Uh, Max, yeah. Jessica, and Luke embark on a desperate search. Colleen and Claire debate heroism. Electra tries to recruit an all-important ally. Now, if only that ally was Moon Knight, and this was his first appearance on a <laughs> Netflix show, I would be very happy. Because we need Moon Knight on Netflix, damn it. And I w- I'd like uh, very much for... Enver Jakai to play him from uh, Agent Carter cause, and Old House because yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, he is my okay. Moonlight choice. If he can do, if he can be as versatile as he was on Doll House, and I think he was one of the best at playing versatility of all the of all the dolls on that, as well as Amy Acker was, he can play Moon Knight. Damn it! You're talking Victor. Victor, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so him. great. I I just feel like. Because they've already had him in Avengers in a tiny role, and then they had him in Agent Carter, they just, like, he won't appear in anything else Marvel. And I think that's a shame, because I really want him to have, like, a leading role in something big, because he's such a good actor. Everything I've seen him in, he's been great. I why he doesn't have his own show at this point. I know, he's so, he's so good. He's so good. When he was doing his impression of, like, Fran, uh, Frank um, Kranz's character, like Topher, in Dollhouse, it was amazing. <laughs> he's so uh-huh. funny. Yeah, he needs his own show. So get on it, Netflix. This is he's officially endorsed by Defenders Podcast and listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so now I, I'm going to say a big thank you to you guys for for um, coming on this week and for recording a little bit later than planned. Thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah. Nutty, yeah. where can people find you on the interwebs? Where can't they find you? <laughs> well, you can't find me at uh, DefendersPod.com but they can find me at uh, Nimlas.org N-I-M-L-A-S.org that's where you can find the Nutty Bites podcast where we cover things that are awesome often relating to geek culture Uh, this month we put out a pretty awesome episode about uh, frail masculinity where I had three male geeks come on and talk about why that is toxic and not helpful to anybody and we're well, also... actually, I disagree with a lot of things you said there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Uh, then uh, we've got uh, coming up, uh, we've got our own intercast, which is Intro to Ghibli. And uh, we're changing up the order because I saw Nausicaa in theaters 
this week. And so we're going to watch that ahead of schedule. Amazing. We'll record that pretty soon. So keep your eye open. Awesome. And we still need to do that Hedrick and the Angry Inch commentary for Night yes. Bites. You know, when you're not doing Defenders. <laughs> or yeah. is doing Defenders. Yeah. Now they have three shows a year. Yeah. This is my life. Is <laughs> even further. Yeah. Um, Heath and Angela, you're one person. You're a bit like Matt and Mel. Where can we find oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> We've just merged. Yeah. Uh, well, nowhere much these days. Uh, the Red Dwarf intro cast was, was our main presence, but um, that show will be coming back uh, pretty soon, actually. Yeah. Uh, and so after that season runs, then we will get back and do our episode by episode there. So Red Dwarf intro cast, we're on hiatus, but uh, that's coming up. And you caught up. up. Yeah. You got to say oh, your website, uh, man. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's a WordPress. Uh, you, well, you, you doesn't uh, Red Dwarf podcast I, I have nothing right forward now. to it? Does it? That's cool. Hang on. So, yeah, it is uh, the Red Dwarf intro cast dot wordpress dot com. That's it. Sweet. Awesome. Cool. I should I should add a I'm sure you can add links on WordPress, can't you? So I should like link you to our WordPress. Oh definitely. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't know how you do that, but I'll try and work it out. <laughs> cool. Um it involves HTML, which I is a alien language to me. Um mm. <laughs> cool. And uh who wants to take us out with an Excelsior? Oh did, did we tell you that we met Stanley? <gasps> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Dragon Con. I was dressed as Doc Ock and Angela was dressed as Squirrel Girl and they of course Cattle called us really quick through the picture but he did like look at the costumes and was like oh wow very uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. your costumes were amazing by the way guys they were amazing yes. so yes uh, we'll give it a good old Stanley Excelsior awesome <laughs> true believers thank you guys so cool thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!